there you are. You took your time, ironically. I was beginning to get worried. What's, what's the matter? Hold me. Can you... Hold me for a bit. Of course. Goodness, if this is what happens every time you go away... What is it? Give me a second. I just want to enjoy this. It's good to be back. It's good to be home. See you again. I don't even care who Maria is. Hey? Doctor. Helen? Uh, where's Andy? Tanya. Where is he? What just happened? Five minutes earlier. Get out. Where are we? Don't you recognize it? It's Earth. The barren one you created, the one you deserve. I didn't kill him. He's about the only person you didn't. You wiped out your own species, the whole of humanity, every man jack of them. That's... that's not what happened. You made it happen. You lived under my roof for months. Did you learn nothing? That's my point. You know what you did. But I'm not sure you do. I told you, Doctor, they were worms. They were like worms. What? Do you understand now? Do you see where I'm coming from? The key to preventing any disaster is knowing where it starts. So, isn't that enough for forgiveness? Maybe now you won't just strand me here? I can't take you with me, Robin. You're already there. This is the future you made for yourself. You have to live with the choices that brought you to this point, like we all do. No matter how much they hurt. Doctor. Goodbye, Robin. I'm heading back now. Next time I see you, it'll be in the past. Doctor, no! You, you can't leave me here! You can't abandon me, Doctor! Ten minutes early. Which way is it? The broom cupboard. Not much further. Andy, Andy, come in, Andy. Doctor! Doctor, is that you? Yes. Well, you took your time. Yeah, well, it's been a bit tricky. I found someone's communicator, but I didn't know how to work it. Everyone's dead here, Doctor. Everyone. We know. What happened? It's not important. Well, it is important, but we'll fill in the backstory later. The spaceship you're on, it's flying directly into this station's reactors. Don't worry. We're on our way to rescue you, except you need to buy us some time, as we can't have much. Oh, great. The ship must have some kind of retro rocket, something to slow it down, at least. And you think that would be easy for me to find? I struggle to locate and communicate with Doctor. Just do the best you can. We'll be there shortly. Doctor? And Andy? Andy? Interference from the gravitational field. Won't be long till the ship hits. Then we need to get a move on. Break, 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 break. Oh, come on, it's gotta be here somewhere. Oh, no, no, not accelerate. Well, that looks very close. Oh, no. 
Blade, close the doors. On it! <coughs> Helen, the green switches over there. Hit them. Anything I can do? I think you've done enough, wouldn't you, sir? We can't have much... <coughs> Dematerialize quickly. Space station just exploded. Because Andy must have shot it down or something. I don't think so. Doctor, we can still go back, can't we? We can still go back. Five minutes earlier. Robin, do you know what you've just done? Of course. I just saved your lives. We don't have the implants, you see? You just wiped out your entire species. Which you were very keen to tell me was what I was going to do, so you can hardly complain when I did. Isn't this why you came here? The starting point of the whole thing? Not exactly. I think you were part of it all along. You made all this happen, not me. That can't be true. Well, you can think about it as we go because we do need to go, unless you want to render it all pointless. Remember the momentum thing? Even without the pilots, that spaceship will still crash into the reactor, and then... Boom. Except... Andy's still on that spaceship. We have to get to the TARDIS. Like, now. One second. Quinn's had a communicator. Maybe we can contact him. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Quinn's, but needs must. Right. Time to head back the way we came. Three minutes earlier. There. You now have access to the kill switch activation controls as requested. Good. Hard to imagine, isn't it? That it all comes down to a single tiny set of buttons. For a device that can destroy billions, it's certainly unassuming. Go on then, Doctor. You've got what you wanted. Prove to me you're the better man. Doctor. Mr. Quinns? Live. Sorry, I didn't know he had a gun. Neither I... did we. Robin, I thought you said he was going to be out for hours. Oh, Liv, you didn't. Wait, is that Robin? So he's not the doctor. You're the doctor. I mean, technically, yes, but... Enough with the technically, he's got a gun! No! Yes, thanks, Liv, we noticed. Well, uh, give me a hand here! Uh, it was all a trick. You were trapping us. Let go of me! No! Get it! Got it! Is anyone else getting a sense of deja vu? I don't need a gun. I've taken down the exclusion field. My ship's still out there. But now it can see us. And it can get in. Can you read me? Quint, the shields are down. You know what's at stake here. You know what we agreed. Target this station's reactor core and full speed! Well, you heard me. Do it! Understood. You're ordering it to crash into this station? It's a suicide mission. It was always the plan. If we got the chance to take you out by whatever means necessary. Mr. Quinns, you need to listen to Forget us. Forget listening. He needs to call them off. It's too late to listen, to stop them. Even if you shoot it down, the momentum will still smash it into us. I'm not planning on doing anything. You betrayed me. You betrayed all of us. Well, it's time to make you pay. Doctor, you don't know what's going on. You've missed the context. What context do I need? You are about to murder billions! The kill switch, of course. We might die, but at least we're taking you with us. Except that's the point, isn't it? You're dead anyway, but there's a way to make you die without killing us. Eh? And then... 
And then... What? What are you up to? Robin, not the kill switch. Oh, don't worry, Doctor. Don't you see? These people... They're worms. No! Five minutes earlier. Mr. Quinns? Mr. Quinns? Oh, what, what? What? Where am I? The doctor's office. Well, the guy they call the doctor. Uh, that's that's not what they called him. They called him... Uh, oh, what was it? Uh, oh. Easy now. You've been shot with some kind of stun blast. Quite a powerful one. If I didn't have my med kit on me, you'd have been out for hours. Where are my friends? They, uh... I remember now, they... They were captured. Captured? By the doctor. And you were left behind? Apparently. Maybe they thought I was dead. Yeah, maybe. Okay, this isn't good. We must be getting close to the moment of activation, and they're prisoners. Do I have the time for a rescue attempt? Oh, if he captured them, they're safe, for now. Whereas humanity is on the clock. We've got to stop him pulling the trigger. Sorry, guys. But we don't even know where the controls are. Good point. Oh. Wait, we're in his office. Of course. If anyone's going to have a map... Controls seem pretty standard. There we are. A lovely map. And that, if I'm not mistaken, is where we need to go. Let's move. One second. We don't have one. Don't point that thing at me. It's my gun. I'll point it at whoever I want. Yours? Don't try anything. Would I? Time to lower the shields, I think. Ten minutes earlier. All right then, yes. Tell us what we missed. How did you end up here? Oh, that's the question, isn't it, Doctor? Helen. I look at where I am, and I wonder what brought me to this point. I used to think I could be whatever I wanted to be, that my future was what I made of it, but... I'm not sure that's true. Not anymore. Do you ever feel that your future is fixed? That whatever route you take, it's always there, waiting for you? I like to think I control my destiny. We all like to think that, but we don't. It's not the big decisions that shape your destiny, it's the little ones. The ones you don't fret over, the ones you never even notice. All those tiny mistakes, the little errors that take you down a false path, lead you to a place you never wanted to go, wondering where it all went wrong. The moment you realise you've taken a wrong turning, it's too late to go back. Change course, even if you know when it happened. And do you know? When it happened? As it happens, I do. It only took one trip. One trip in the TARDIS. You remember it? Naturally. To the devastated Earth. I mean, it would stick in the mind. It certainly did for me. You remember that underground complex? Yes, a Deus Ex facility. I didn't see it personally, but Liv and Andy found it, didn't they? And then I found it. And then we found you. Wait, something had happened to you, something medical, what was it? Scans? Was that what you said? That's what I thought, but it turns out I was slightly underestimating the scale of their improvements. 
They increased your longevity. Slowed the aging process. In a nutshell. Odd, really. That extra life gave me the time to develop that very technology, not that it's widely disseminated, of course. It's a bootstrap paradox. A what? A loop with no origin. He knew the place was going to be there, so he set it up himself. My people have certainly established some facilities in case of emergencies. I presume there's one on Earth. And I wonder where it is. Is that why you installed the kill switch, too? I'm sorry? You know humanity is going to die out, so you've opted to make it happen in a time and manner of your own choosing. I'm trying to prevent our extinction, obviously. Can't you see that? Huh. By creating the very method of its delivery. The kill switch is a deterrent, like a nuclear weapon. I don't intend to use it. And yet you do. I wouldn't do that. Couldn't do that. Oh, really? Humanity is ruled by a fascist dictatorship. You think I'm going to trust the word of the dictator? I'm not the dictator. I'm the doctor. I'm you. Yes, and don't think I'm not wanting to talk to you about that. I've always tried to follow your example. Then you've not done a very good job of it. Oh, haven't I? I know how you've lived, Doctor. What you've done. You fought evil, but your hands haven't remained clean. You've killed people. Lots of people. Wiped out whole races. When necessary. So how is what I'm doing any different? Yes, the methodology might not be identical, but the results are the same. Better, even. Better? Yes. Because you know what you can do, Doctor? What you always do? You can leave. You breeze in, mess things up, and then you just go. Let everyone else clear up after you. You topple despots, but do nothing to fill the vacuum. People have a right to fix their own problems, make their own choices. Well, isn't that an abdication of responsibility? People are just people, Doctor. They're not infallible, they fix things badly, make bad choices. That's freedom. Then it's overrated. The people you leave behind, stuck in one time, one place, they don't have the luxury of flitting off in a TARDIS, they're stuck with the consequences. Stranded. Someone has to take charge. And that's you. Divine intervention. I've kept this corner of the galaxy safe. I've prevented atrocities. Saved more lives than I've destroyed. At what cost? All freedoms lost, billions enslaved. Which would you rather be? A slave or dead? I'd rather be neither. Well, tough. Safety requires the rule of law. Monarchies, democracies, they all tell you what to do. Everyone throughout history has been a slave to something. I'm just a little bit more open about that. And if I've had to take extreme measures to preserve my species, then so be it. But that's my entire point. You don't. That future you saw on Earth, you're not stopping it. You're making it happen. I wouldn't do it. And I'm the only one that could. Then prove that to me. Let me disable the kill switch. Rendering it pointless. It keeps everyone in line. It keeps them safe. The threat keeps them safe, not the weapon. If I deactivate the trigger, well, who's going to know? If you don't tell anyone, the threat will be maintained, but you'd have no risk. Exactly. Show me you're following my way. Let me disable it. Fine. If that helps me win the argument, I'll let you do it. Come with me. It's not far, but it's coded to my DNA. I'll have to allow you access. 
What about um him? Oh, he'll be fine. Leave him. The stun blast should keep him out for hours. He'll be no trouble here. Five minutes earlier. Still no sign of Liv. Give her time. Anyway, this looks like the place. As far as it's possible to tell. Yeah, why don't evil villains go in for nameplates anymore? Makes life so much easier. What's our plan of attack? I thought we'd established, Mr. Quinns. There's no attack. We can hardly just walk in and say, hi. Why not? Worked with you. Now, wait a second. You! Robin? You. You're gonna pay for what you did. No! Get off me! I said no weapons! Robin, don't! He was unarmed. I made sure he was unarmed. It's not like we frisked him, though, is it? There was always room for a concealed weapon. We're all just a bit too trusting, aren't we? I didn't want to be the one to say. You killed him! No, he's stunned. I'm not a monster, no matter what the reports say. I'm afraid people don't get to decide whether they're monsters or not. That's rather for history to decide. Except, don't they say history is written by the winners? And if you haven't noticed, that's pretty much where I sit. Hello, Doctor. Helen. Hello, Robin. It's you. You're the Doctor. Yes. I will admit, I wasn't expecting to find you here. And I've been expecting you to turn up every single day. I've been waiting a long time, a very, very long time. And yet you don't appear to have aged a single day. Oh, I have. It just took me quite a few years. I don't understand. You wouldn't. Activate privacy. I'm not to be disturbed. What happened? Why don't I take you back to the beginning? Ten minutes earlier. Oh, which way now? I don't remember this junction from the schematics. Can I see them again? Of course. Yes, I would say his office is just up there. Seems so prosaic. Running an oppressive empire from something as banal as an office. Even dictators need filing cabinets. Then can we get a move on? The longer we're in this place, the more likely we are to get caught. Hey! You! Hmm. I suppose I asked for that. Right, everyone stay back. They won't have seen the rest of us yet. Let's see what happens. They're coming this way. These authorization papers of yours. They'll pass, Master. They're perfect forgeries. I just wish we didn't have to put that to the test. Well, we don't all have to. I'll lose them. Live. I'll be fine. Be clever. Get out of here. All right. Okay, we need to find another way round. We're leaving her? No, you heard her. She'll be fine. Come on. Let's reverse our steps. I don't recognize you. Are you authorized to be in this area? Five minutes earlier. All right, so we're here now. Which way do we go? Mr. Quint? Well, there's nothing on schematics. No, the switch's installation must have post-dated your brother's involvement. Yeah, I mean, it's hardly the sort of thing that it pointed out to the manual labor. So how do we track it down? I don't know, I thought we might head straight for the top. The doctor's office. You're kidding. What? Now you're at it as well. I was assuming we were going to be rather more discreet than that. And never discover who he is? Why he's chosen that name? Aren't you curious? 
who he is. What does it matter who he is? Why he calls himself anything? He's a doctor. He's just some guy. Trust me, the doctor is not just some guy. No, you're right. He's just some evil guy. Well, we're going to find that out, aren't we? This way, I think. Just act like you own the place. We can hardly pretend we're the doctor. Great. Looks like it's the dangerous plan, as ever. I'm sure it'll be fine. Two minutes earlier. The usual reaction to a broom cupboard, but under the circumstances. See, Mr. Quint? Are you ready to believe us yet? This is his base. It's really his base. Well, obviously. I said we could breach his defences. I thought you meant some kind of hacking, fixing his shields, stuff like that. Not really our style. We're here. We're actually here. Exactly. Which leads to one question. We did what we said. We got you on board. So, are you on board? With your story? No, on the magic school bus. What do you think? I'm getting there. Oh, Crocky, your hard work. This is a lot to take in, okay? It's difficult trusting people, I know. Particularly in the life you lead. This time, this place. Betrayal must happen every day, but if you want something to happen sooner or later, you have to do it. Sooner or later, you have to take a leap of faith. I don't know you any more than you know me, but I believe there's a good man in there. A man who'll do the right thing. What do you say, Mr. Quince? You ready to take a leap with me? Ten minutes earlier. Whoa. Specialist equipment. You weren't kidding. I never kid, Mr. Quince. I mean, that isn't even remotely true. It's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Is it? It's funny. No one's ever mentioned that before. These things are always obvious in retrospect. We're not taking him over to the station, are we? Like I say, I don't see that we have much choice. Not if we want to keep Andy safe. And we definitely do. We're in the middle of a conversation I'm very keen to get back to. Who are you? What are you? You're not rebels. I mean, this level of technology, it's way beyond what my people could do. What anyone on Earth could do. I know, yes. Are you aliens? No. Well, yes. Well, well some of us are. I'm sorry? We are from the future. Well, again, some of us are. You're kidding. Like I say, I don't do that. Oh, we're just going to tell him, are we? If Mr. Quinns is coming with us, he needs to know exactly what is going on. If he's not aware of what's at stake, he could ruin everything. I suppose, if you think it's a good idea. What's going on? What is going on? Well, we are here to prevent a disaster. The doctor... The man you think of as the Doctor, he's had a genetic kill switch implanted in the whole human race, yes? Yes, but he's never going to use it. <laughs> Wiping out literally everyone. He'd have to be crazy. It's a threat, that's all. It's the whole reason we felt we could do the raid. And it's the whole reason you're wrong. Because a man who stands to lose everything has, ironically, nothing to lose. We've seen what happens because of your raid. He uses it, his doomsday weapon, and everyone dies. No, I can't believe it. Believe it. But we still have the opportunity to stop it happening. 
and you can be a part of that. I can't believe it. Time travel? It's impossible. So is fitting a vast room into a tiny box. But look around you. Okay. I'll go with it. I'll trust you. For now. Good. Does that mean we can have Andy back? No. Because I'm still not entirely sure. Until I can be absolutely certain you're telling me the truth, he stays on the ship. Hmm. Then I think that will have to do. What? You can't agree to this. I can, but with one condition. I can get you onto that station, Mr. Quince. But if I'm going to do that, I have to insist on this being a non-violent operation. Against him? Even against him. I know you're armed. A gun in your pocket? Discard that. Leave it here. Then I think we can deal. Good man. Don't let me down, Mr. Quinns. I won't. I'm not going to let my people die. Twenty minutes earlier. And there she is. Those are the coordinates of the Doctor's secret space station base. Right. I mean, it's hard to be too impressed when it looks like there's nothing there. Believe me, that's where it is. My brother worked on building the place. And when it was done, they wiped out all the crew. Couldn't have them spreading the word. No. But it was too late. He'd seen the way the wind was blowing, got the message out to me. Last time I ever heard from him. I'm sorry to hear that. Which is why I want to make it count. I can at least give him a legacy. If losing him means I get to save millions more, might almost be worth it. I can imagine. Right. I fulfilled my end of the bargain. How do I get on board? Uh, well, that's the trick of it, isn't it? I get that, yes. How? Well, the first step is we need to fetch our equipment. All right, team? Oh, very much, sir. Can't wait to get started. Wait. You're not all going. Is there a problem with that? The deal was, you'd show me. And we're going to. We've just got a lot of stuff to carry. Needs every one of us. I can send some of the men. They can fetch it up here. It's very delicate equipment. I'm not sure they'd know how to handle it. Are you trying something? Are you welching on the deal? No, no, of course not. All right. We're holding one of you until it's done. Until we're through the field. Now, wait. I'm done waiting. I spent the last five years preparing for this. I'm not taking any risks now. You. You're staying here. Me? Why me? I'm afraid that's not possible. We need everyone. It's incredibly advanced technology, and my team are rigorously trained. Even him? Uh, uh, why is that so hard to believe? Because I thought you said you weren't a tech guy. You said you don't get involved in that sort of stuff, if I remember rightly. Oh, yeah, I did say that, didn't I? That's why I picked you. Well, do you do tech or not? I mean, no, I don't. But I am very useful to have around, giving support, you know. No, no, I don't know. It's sorted then. He stays here with my team until the job's done. And I'm coming with you. If you need support, I'm the best you'll get. Ah, look, it's okay. I'll be the hostage, sure, sure. You're certain? Positive. It means I can get out of these trousers for one thing. 
Show Mr. Quinns what you intend to do. If anything, I'll probably be safer here. Ten minutes earlier. All right. Adjust the flight path. Steady approach. You all right? Yes, this uniform. It's a bit tight. Best Quinns could do, I'm sure. He's got a limited stock. They could only steal so many. I get that, but it won't exactly help the undercover thing, will it? Me adjusting my trousers every five minutes. Very fascist regime. You may have to live with it. Oh, I hope I do live. Live. And they don't just shoot me as an obvious spy. It'll be fine. What if I pass out due to lack of oxygen? Then I'll revive you. I'm a medtech, remember? When I'm with the doctor, I try to carry a med kit and a toolkit, just in case. You could bring anyone round. Well, I might call on you later. Oh, I hope Helen and the doctor are having more luck. <sighs> Look, is she an ex? Who? Helen? Maria. Oh, not this again. Is she one of Tanya's exes? I've no idea who you're talking about. She doesn't share that sort of stuff with me anyway. You were definitely talking about it. I definitely was not. I've never heard of a Maria. Why are you being so cagey? Do I have something to worry about? What? No! No, not at all! Oh, look, Tanya loves you. Of course she does. And is there not a better time we could be having this conversation than when we're standing on the bridge of a spaceship flying towards a dictator's base? I'm sorry, but... Hold on! Whoa, 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 he's coming over. We can come back to this later, once we've finished over there. Where are your friends? Uh, getting into disguise for the raid. Good. Because we nearly reached the base. Understood. I'll go get them. Six hours earlier. I don't trust him. Well, that's good. The feeling's mutual. He doesn't trust us. I thought we were just going to fly into the doctor's base in the TARDIS. That's still the plan. But we don't know where this base is. I'm guessing it's in space, given we're on a spaceship. That's not what I meant. If Quinns hasn't told us where it is... There's only so long he can keep it secret. By the time this ship is on its final approach, the exact location will be pretty obvious. We'll sneak down here to the hold, get in the TARDIS to fly over and leave them trapped outside the base's exclusion zone. Which is like a force field, right? A force field and camouflage field rolled into one. Attackers can't shoot through it, but they wouldn't want to anyway because they've no idea anything's even there. Very clever. It's the sort of thing I'd have come up with. Mm. But you didn't, though? No. Or at least I hope not. You don't think it is me in there, do you? No, of course not. Surely you don't. No. But that's the thing with time travel. When events are happening in the wrong order, you can never be entirely sure how things are going to pan out. Which is why I think it's a risky idea bringing Quinns along. We didn't have any other option. It's what he wanted. His lot knew where the Doctor's base was, but they had no way of breaking in. Because of the exclusion field. Exactly. And by tracking his group down, we proved ourselves to be rather technologically adept. So he made the reasonable assumption that we'd know how to breach it. Which, to be fair, we do. By using the TARDIS. A handy exception to the field's forbidding properties. Whoever the Doctor is, he failed to think five-dimensionally. Which is another good sign he isn't me. Don't worry, we're keeping Quinns well away from the TARDIS. Except he's currently standing right next to it. Don't split hairs. Ah, there you are. Hello, we've got it on board. Our box of special equipment. Good. Glad to hear it. 
And this is what's going to get us past the doctor's defences? That is the general idea. Doesn't look like much. Uh, well, that's the point, you see. It's deliberately underwhelming. We don't want to draw attention to it, so it's disguised. As what? A police public call box? What's that? An ancient artifact of sorts. If pushed, we pretend we're students of history. Which is surprisingly close to the truth for some of us. So what is it really? How does it work? I can't tell you that, can I? That's the whole point of the quid pro quo. If I explain it to you, you could do it yourself. And then what would you need us for? I'll let you know when we get there. No, no, no. You'll show me. That was the deal. I show you where it is, you show me how to get in. Fair exchange. You back out of that, I'm putting you off this ship. Right now. Good job we haven't taken off then. All right. I don't think there's anything problematic about you seeing the magic happen. You can watch us work when we reach the base. Good. Which will be in about how long, do you think? A little over six hours. We should be safe. According to their records, this ship's a cargo crater on a standard vector. Just happens to be passing close by. We've got a lot of baffles going. They won't be able to read our crew numbers, detect our weapons. Weapons? I didn't know the ship was armed. It's a precaution, mainly. There are patrol ships everywhere. If we get stopped, we may have to fight our way out. But that's not the ideal. I would hope not. But we'll have to see how things work out. Who knows where events might take us? Right. If you got everything you need, launches in five minutes. I suggest taking a rest if you can. I'll let you know when we're close. I don't trust him. Yeah. You're not the first to say that. I trust him to get us where we're going. And that's all we need. But he's not coming in the TARDIS. Oh, absolutely not. Don't worry about that. We'll sneak away. It'll be no trouble at all. One day earlier. Wait here. Right, remember, you're not the Doctor. Well, you are the Doctor, obviously, but you're not the Doctor they're thinking of. I know, I remember. That got us into enough trouble last time. I'm just saying, it's best if, when we're here, you go by a different name. Are you sure? It might be wise to tell the truth, maintain the balance of trust. I was able to persuade Holbrook of our good intentions when she was interrogating us. There might be some records of that to back us up. Let's just err on the side of caution, eh? You're probably right. Don't worry, I've done this before. Call me John Smith. Is that the best you can do? John Smith? What's wrong with it? It's a perfectly good name. It's an obviously false one. Oh, you might as well call yourself Alan Smithy or, or Jenny Window. Even if your name genuinely was John Smith, I'd probably be suggesting you went with something different. Well, what would you prefer? I don't know. You can come up with another name, can't you? Of course. Um, how about Martin Smith? We are so dead. What's the matter? That sounds like a name, doesn't it? He'll kill us for sure. No, no, no. We're safe. Don't worry. While we've got Liv and Helen out there as backup, we'll be fine. Well, probably. How did you find me? Paul Quinn's, I assume. Answer the question. I'm completely off-grid. I should be impossible to trace. How did you find me? Well, that's a trade secret. But it was an incredibly difficult process. Mm -mm, very tough, yeah. Not just difficult. It's impossible. Tell me. Uh, it's not really my field. I'm not the tech guy. I 
don't get involved in that sort of stuff. You then? What can I say? I'm very good at what I do. You'd have to be. Who are you? You have me at a disadvantage. You know my name, but I don't know yours. My name's... Also a trade secret. Yeah, need to know basis, you understand. Really? How trusting. So why should I speak to you? Why shouldn't I have you killed right now? Oh, great. I love meetings like this. Because you're the good guys? And that's not what the good guys do. In an ideal world, maybe not. But this is hardly an ideal world. We've worked very hard to keep this group a secret. Away from the doctor and his spies. And then you just come by knocking at the door and waving hello. Do you have any idea how dangerous that is? How stupid? A bit, yes. Look, you want to know you can trust us? You're still here. If we were looking for the doctor, why would we bother popping round for a chat? When we found you, we could just send in the troops. Or blast you from space. Oh, there could be any number of reasons not to kill us. Maybe you wanted to get an idea of our numbers. Our resources. You might be wanting to find out what we know. Well, as it happens, that's precisely what we want. Just not for those reasons. Oh? We want to know where the Doctor's base is located. So do lots of people. But very few of them on his side. The people working for him probably have a good idea, stands to reason. It's an incredibly well-kept secret. I believe so, yes. So why do you think I know? No idea. But you do, don't you? I'm afraid I can't help you. Oh, don't pretend you don't know. This will all go a lot quicker if you just tell us. Why do you want it? Isn't it obvious? We want to kill him. I'll let you know where he is. But on one condition. Oh, I was expecting this. Yes, absolutely. You take us with you. I don't tell you where he is. I show you. Right. Actually, I wasn't expecting that. One day earlier. We can stop it. Save the human race from extinction. Can we? Can we really? Absolutely. Look, beforehand, when we found that devastated Earth, well, the scale of it, it seemed insurmountable. But it's a single instance. A single moment. Then all we have to do is prevent that moment from happening. That should solve all our problems. You think it'll be that easy? I always hope it will be. One of these days I won't be disappointed. But what exactly do we do? That's the question. If the Doctor really is determined to throw the kill switch, we're not going to persuade him otherwise. Well, maybe he isn't determined to do it. It is quite extreme. Remember what the Professor said, it's all speculation. If he did throw the switch, who knows what choices brought him to that point? I'd like to believe it was all a tragic error. Oh, come off it. You think it was an accident? You don't commit genocide by mistake or with the best of intentions. You do it as a deliberate act of murder. In all probability, yes, I suppose. But talking him out of it isn't the plan. Well, what is? We deactivate the system. That's the simplest way. I know how it works. I sorted it for the Rakelians. I can sort it for the human race. I'm not sure. We've seen the consequences. We know it happened. 
Isn't this the sort of interfering with fixed points thing we can't usually get away with? We're up to our necks in a paradox, Helen. The laws of time are all about face, head over heels. We can bend the rules. Look, we have an advantage here, foreknowledge. Knowing it happened is precisely why we can do this. We know what happened, so we can stop it happening. Nothing is irreversible, it's just a question of getting ahead of the game. As long as we don't get ahead of ourselves. I'm more concerned about getting into his base. How exactly are we supposed to do that? If the Humanity Institute couldn't find out where it was with all their research and resources, what chance have we got? Uh, but we have something they don't have. A time machine. And a little bit of extra information. Oh? The Institute might not have been able to find it, but we know someone who did. The rebels? Paul Quinn's and his lot. We don't have to find the Doctor, we have to find the Rebels. So we get on their side, then we get inside? That's about the size of it, yes. Is it going to be much easier finding them? Um, the Professor said they were almost as secretive. Oh, it's a doddle. They were only secretive in their own time. I snuck a look at the Professor's file. It told me precisely where their safe house was located. Oh, yeah. That is easy. It's the only thing that will be. They're Rebels against an oppressive regime. You think we can just rock up at their place and say hi? No, 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 of course not. We'll come up with a better plan than that. I hope so. Well, I'm not entirely comfortable about the idea of us teaming up with the Resistance at all. The last group we met weren't exactly friendly. They locked us up for a week. I'm not suggesting we have them come with us. They're a wild card. I can't be sure what they'd do. No, we need information, that's all. Get the location of the command base off them, and then we can just fly there in the TARDIS. I can't imagine they'll just volunteer the details. We'll tell them we're assassins. That we're going to raid the place and kill the Doctor. They're hardly his biggest fans, they can hardly object to that. And by locating their safe house, it proves we're capable of doing it. Mm. But we're not actually gonna do it though, are we? It sounds awfully bloodthirsty. Of course not, Andy. It's just a cover story. Because didn't the Professor talk about them wanting him put on trial? He didn't mention execution. If captures their condition, we'll agree to it. Might even be better, shows we're willing to cede some ground. It hardly matters, it's just a story. Yes. I'm still not sure. It feels awfully risky. I have to do something, don't you see? We've been watching all this helplessly from the sidelines, and that's just not enough. We have to get involved, get to the root of the problem and cut it out. I understand that. But, Doctor, what if we make things worse? It's the end of humanity. How could we possibly make that worse? 30 minutes earlier, a kill switch. That is the scholarly consensus, yes. We have all the evidence in these files. Like with the Rockelians? You know about them? Yes. I, I believe it's supposed to be the same kind of device. Although the Rockelian one was a little more involved, as I recall. They developed a more fast-acting version. And, of course, the Rockelian device was deactivated, as I recall. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Whereas in this case, if we're right, uh, the results were the exact opposite. Someone activated it. And in that instant, an entire species were eliminated. Rather tragic, really. You think? But you're saying you can't be sure? Unfortunately, not. 
The actions of Divine Intervention's Central Command were a closely guarded secret, and they've continued to be so. Facts are frustratingly elusive. It's proved impossible to identify where they located their base, for example. Even our finest scholars have been unable to trace it after all these years. And yet you believe they installed a kill switch across the whole human race? Their own people? There is certainly evidence that such a scheme was initiated. See here. Unfortunately, actual records of implantation, if they exist, were deleted. And any biological trigger would have died with the victim. I see. I suppose it is the only thing that makes sense. Makes sense? It doesn't make any kind of sense at all. Why on earth would you do that? I imagine it was considered a weapon of last resort. No one ever seriously intended to trigger it. I imagine not. To wipe out your own species, who would do that? Why would they do that? Hard to say. That's the trouble with losing everyone. You have no witnesses to explain. But there is a theory. Which is? The doctor did it. Yep. That is never not going to sound weird. What isn't? Doesn't matter. Go on. We believe there was a rebel assault on the command center, led by a gentleman named uh, Paul Quinns. See here? Oh, yes. And that's where the... How interesting. They were very keen to capture the Doctor and put him on trial, but that, sadly, never happened. How Mr. Quinn's group located the base, uh, how they infiltrated it, uh, we can't be certain. It's lost to history. Uh, possibly someone on the inside. Uh, they didn't keep much in the way of records. Uh, they were almost as secretive as the Doctor himself, but a raid was planned. They left behind that much. And you think uh, the Doctor saw his empire slipping away from him and decided to throw the kill switch in a massive act of spite? Like, if I can't have it, no one will. Precisely. That's monstrous. And the Doctor himself? Dead. With his species. Uh, as far as we can tell. He killed them all. At the cost of his own life. I simply can't understand it. I can. Some people are just evil. Or it could be a little more complicated than that. Uh, we'll never know. As I say, uh, this is just speculation. And you really shouldn't take it for granted. Who can say what the trigger was? After all, it's not like we can travel back in time and find out for certain, is it? Ten minutes earlier. I can't begin to tell you how excited I am to have you here. Well, the feeling's mutual, Professor Lees. This place has quite the reputation. I'd go so far as to say that the Humanity Institute is, well, it's something of an institution. I'd like to think so. It is good to have visitors. For an empire that spanned a whole galaxy, you'd be surprised how few people are interested in researching the human race. I think they're not keen on reopening old wounds. Where did you say you and your friends were from again? Um... Gallifrey. We're from Gallifrey. Really? Uh, I'm not familiar with it. We don't get out much. Ain't that the truth? Well, I'm sure you'll find us worth the trip. 
the Institute has the finest selection of human artifacts this side of Mutter's Spiral. Have you any interest in garden gnomes? We have an excellent display. Always gets a good review. Maybe later. For now, it's really just the historical documentation. I quite understand. Uh, if you'll follow me... Still wish we could have brought Tanya. Although I do understand why. You're doing better than me. I zone out a bit when the doctor starts explaining these things. It was something about it being harder to track the aberrant timeline when she's around. Yeah. Because her presence destabilises the paradox due to that whole... Well... Dying in the future bit. Yeah. I didn't want to mention that. It's okay. We all have to die eventually. I'd just rather not be there when it happens. Mm, me neither. But it's not okay, though, is it? Even if it wasn't your Tanya, not exactly, it's still watching someone you love die. Yeah. And I'd rather not do that again any time soon. If leaving her behind means that what I saw doesn't happen... No, I understand. I mean, I don't. But I do. Even if it didn't, maybe leaving her behind's a good thing. Travelling with the Doctor, it can be risky. And I don't want to lose her. She's going nowhere. None of us are. You sure? Andy, who's Maria? Who? You and Tanya. You talked about her. Did we? Yeah. I have no idea who you're on about. I don't know any Maria. Right. Ali, it was Come just... Come on, you two. Catch up. Question for another time. Coming. Yeah, yeah, another time. Three hours earlier, you see the key to preventing any disaster is knowing where it starts. Well, yes. A stitch in time saves nine. Hey, Why would we want to save the nine? He's awful. The nine? Who's the nine? Is that a person? What are you talking about? It's an expression, Liv. An evil time lord, Andy. And I think we're getting off the point. Look... We've been going about this in the wrong direction, dealing with the small stuff when we should be looking at the bigger picture. Which is? Well, the end of humanity itself. Oh, thanks for bringing that up. Always nice to be reminded of your own species extinction. I know it's not the most enticing destiny, Andy, but that's my point. We can't just back away from it. We have to face it. Head on. Drive forward. To do what? If we've been doing things the wrong way, what's the right way? I presume you're mentioning this now because you have some kind of plan? I always have a plan. I mean, it's not always a plan that's relevant in the circumstances. It might be a plan to have a nice barbecue at the weekend. But, in this particular instance, it's broadly germane. I do at least know where to begin. And where's that? Like I say, at the beginning. But the beginning is the end. Oh, great. He's doing one of those conversations. I should have thought of it earlier. But you know what they say, hindsight is, well... Look, we know that the whole of humanity was wiped out by a cataclysm at some point between now and six million years in the future. Yeah, really specific, Doctor. It doesn't exactly narrow it down. I'm aware, which is why I decided to try and do just that. You know when it happened? I was curious. The TARDIS is still struggling to be her old easygoing self. She's not quite as simple to direct as she once was. But we did have an end point and a start point. So... By halving the search parameters and travelling three million years into the future instead of six. Oh, my life. You make it sound like popping down the shops. Then, seeing if the Earth was devastated at that point as well, 
It meant I was able to break the list of possible dates in two. It was, incidentally, still devastated. So I knew that whatever happened, it happened in the next three million years. Oh, great. No rush, then. We can put our feet up. Live. By halving that time frame and looking again, I was able to narrow it down even further. I think we understand the principle. Did he pick a woman? Are they wearing a hat? Is it Maria? Oh, Maria was gorgeous. <laughs> I know, which is why it was always Maria. Eh? Who's Maria? Maria who? Uh, moving on, presumably you kept going until you had a better idea of the time frame. I kept going until I knew the exact date, in fact, the precise minute in the afternoon. I'm sorry? Wait, you're saying that the whole of humanity, the Empire, billions of people across an entire galaxy, they all died at the same exact moment? Basically, yes. I mean, I'm speaking relatively, obviously. It's more got the feel of a wave. But in general, 5.35 on a Friday in May, quite a few thousand years from now. I can give you the exact date if you want. I don't think that's really necessary. How's that even possible? A war would take a lot longer. A, a plague, too. I don't know, but it's unlikely to be a natural phenomenon. Someone, or something, set out to kill every member of the human race in one go. Who would do that? And why? I know the Earth Empire wasn't exactly popular, but the vast majority of humanity was just as enslaved as everyone else. Who can say? Certainly worth looking into, though, isn't it? Yes. And I presume that's what we're intending to do. Naturally. I think a little research trip might be in order. Liv, Tanya, we might need a brief chat. Okay. All right, I'm game. But in theory, we're all up for it. Sure. Why not? And let's begin. Three months earlier. Knock, knock. Why do people say that, anyway? A door being open doesn't prevent you from knocking on it. You can come in. Doesn't matter. Although if I listed all the things humans said that didn't make sense, I'd be here all night. Rest of the week, probably. And you don't have time for that. You talk as if humans are a completely different species. Yes. Funny that. Helen said you had another argument with your father. Is that right? Can we not talk about it? Of course. We'll just sit and watch you play. I should get into these things, really. Might keep me occupied. I need a new hobby. I've been trying to build magic tricks. It's not going terribly well. Huh? I mean, look at this. A sort of invisibility shield. Using... Uh, mirrors? Not exactly. I could look at it for you. I'm good with technology. I suspect I'm better. It's pretty advanced. Still might like a look. You can play the game. All right. Well, you won't understand it. It would take you at least several thousand years. I'm not sure I'll live that long. Then maybe just keep it as a memento. It might take me about as long to understand this. The computer game. I've never been very good at computer games. It all seems so easy when you start. A simple objective, easy steps to achieve. But a few tiny errors, compromises, and before you know it, you've messed it all up. Are you trying to do a metaphor? Possibly. A bit. Don't. You're not very good at it. 
I'll have you know James Joyce told me my metaphors were the best he'd ever heard. You don't half talk nonsense sometimes. It has been said. By Joyce as well, as it happens. Which I thought was pretty rich coming from him. Look, give me the controller. No, no, don't take... Those creatures, whatever they are, they'll get into all sorts of scrapes without me in charge. I'll lose. Yes, but that's the joy of these things. That's why the metaphor doesn't work. Because if you make a big enough mess of it, get yourself in enough trouble, you can just give up. And let them all die. See? And that's good? Because it gives you a chance to do this. You can start again from scratch. From the beginning. But you can't do that in life. Which is why games are better. Perhaps. I should probably go. You look like you're having fun. See ya. That game. What are those creatures, anyway? Worms. Paul John McGann, aged 61 and a half, and I play the Doctor himself, but the good one actually in this story, because there's a there's a sort of is interloper the right word? There's a there's a fake, there's a baddie. There's a guy uh, purporting to be the Doctor or a character called the Doctor that's causing havoc. And spoilers, it ain't me. Yeah, yesterday we uh, we spent most of the day recording the episode uh, What Just Happened. Uh, and the novelty being, well, the novelty of the most, um, except for working actors, folks, is that we actually recorded the story more or less backwards. We recorded it out of sequence. You're going to get it uh, the right way up. Um, but, of course, that's for actors. That's not such a novelty because that's how we tend to work. But nevertheless, it's a great way of telling a story. Hi there. I'm John Dorney, and I wrote for Stranded 3. It is the Doctor and his companions looking into the, the wiping out of humanity, as we'd already seen had occurred by 2.1, that story for the second series, and resolving that and figuring out why and revealing Robin as the bad guy and all of those kind of things. It's also a story told in reverse chronology, so it basically starts with the end and winds its way in reverse through the scenes until it gets uh, to the beginning of the story at the other end. You know, it was a big and important story to tell, and I wanted to find an interesting way of telling it. I was very aware when I was trying to develop the idea um, for a story to, to finish the set that I hadn't really done a conventional story for Stranded at this point. That we'd obviously got the uh, the, the sort of the the almost anti-Doctor Who story of wild animals and the interrogations and duologues of uh, the Long Way Round. So I wanted to find something that had a similarly unusual style to your usual Doctor Who's, uh, and after a while I settled on, on reverse chronology. I'm Joel Davison, and I'm playing Robin. The character that I'm playing this time is pretty wildly different from the one I played last time, which I think 
it was definitely more fun. I, I, the, of the few Big Finish stuff I've done, most of them have kind of veered off the rails towards evil. I'm not sure why that is, but that's just been the case. And it's definitely more enjoyable. Like, jumping in and out, I don't know, it can be nice to, like... Especially given that Robin is a character who has had countless years to grow and change. Having that space between maybe informs that slightly. Reverse chronology stories have been around for a surprisingly long time. I think the one people probably tend to think of the most is likely Memento, the Christopher Nolan film. Uh, even though technically that isn't a, a, a pure reverse chronology story because a good third of it goes uh, forwards. It's more like, um, say, the film The Last Five Years, the, the musical The Last Five Years, uh, which is about half and half. But the first time I was I was aware of it was a musical, uh, stage musical called uh, Merrily We Roll Along by Sondheim and I think George Firth off the top of my head, which is a, a brilliant and astounding piece. And I remember my, my sister was basically working on a working as stage manager on a production of it where the female lead was um, Big Finish's own Tracy Wilde as it happens and I just couldn't get my head around when she was telling me how, how it could work that this this you know story took place backwards and then watching it and it just all manages to fit together yeah I felt that it was an unusual structure to work for Doctor Who and um, something that no one really had done before so I, I, I was quite keen to dive in on that and, and you know I think I, I think the plotting of it was mainly quite heavily influenced by um, by Merrily, actually, because you, you can tell different stories with it. So, for example, uh, Once Removed, the Inside Number 9 episode that um, is told in reverse chronology is quite twisty-turny and full of lies and mistakes and misapprehensions uh, we make because of how we're being told the story, and I didn't quite want to do as much of that, though there's a few of them in there. I think it's useful as a structure for, for exploring mistakes and, and how our life isn't really defined by the big choices. I think of all this covered in, on a thematic level within the script, that um, it, it's the tiny little decisions we make that seem right at the time that end up taking us to the wrong place. So I, I wanted each scene, each new time frame, to contain kind of a small choice that le led on to the next one. Because, yeah, that's the, the thematic concept and why it's told uh, in a reverse chronology, is just to explore consequences. The moving backwards thing is pretty interesting just because like the way that um, the story is structured in general is kind of a loop and we talk about the bootstrap paradox as in there's no, it's kind of a time loop with no beginning so structuring it in that way I feel like is an interesting way to approach how does this begin if you trace it back. I'm Nicola Walker. I play Liv Chenka. Yeah, I mean, the idea of doing a story backwards is always far more appealing than the reality of actually recording a story backwards. It's a great concept, and it, uh, you've made it very easy for us because you've, you've actually we've recorded it in order. I've tried not to think too hard about it, and I've tried to just do as Ken told me to do, which I think is sometimes the best way of recording Doctor Who, because if if I if I try to think about it too much, it it, it gets very confusing. Best just to be led sometimes, I think. <laughs> I'm Ken Bentley and I have directed Doctor Who Stranded 3. From our point of view, it's been a, an absolute doddle to record the story because we, we just record everything in sequence and it made it effortless to, to record. But of course, the, the joy in the telling of that story will then be pulling it all apart in post-production and bolting it together in, in reverse order. But it keeps everything seamlessly truthful in terms of everybody understanding exactly where they are in the story and how they need to react and respond to, to what's happening or what's just happened. Hello, my name is Tom Price and I play formerly PC, now Sergeant Andy Davidson. 
I think the best way to illustrate just how confusing this episode is from a performance point of view is that the chronology has been so mashed around they've had to make special actors scripts which go in the right order so so the actors can understand you dear listeners it is assumed will have the intelligence and the uh, will be doctor who literate enough to to work your way through this fantastic story the actors however no, 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 no. We have to have it put back into chronological order, uh, which has been a delight. And essentially, this episode sees the Doctor go hunting the Doctor. I think that's probably the best way to describe it. And Andy has to help the Doctor uh, stay undercover and not be revealed to be the Doctor. So um, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. There's some good comedy moments in this one for Andy. I, I think you'd you'd assume that the the way of writing a story that's told backwards is just to start with the final scene, and then write the penultimate scene, and so on and so forth. So you're actually writing it chronologically, but you're just going to structure it backwards. As it turns out, that's not the way to do it, which was something of a surprise to me. But I suppose it shouldn't have been. There's a weird way in which it feels like you're writing in both directions simultaneously. Because yes, you're writing the scene that takes place chronologically, but you've got to be aware of how it's going to relate to the other things so that you're, this is still going to be towards the end. So you want to kind of end it in a way that makes sense as an ending. Similarly, you know, you've got to be aware that um, uh, you've got to do the exposition of things at the end rather than at the beginning. So for example, um, I wouldn't. I've got to do the exposition about who Robin is to remind the audience of who Robin is. Pretty much in his final scene in the story chronologically, but it's in his first. If you listen to it uh, in the right way, so it's things like that, little details that you wouldn't necessarily spot, but you've got to be very aware of, of where it's taking place because the listener is still listening to it in a chronological version for them. But uh, and it's got to feel like the structure of the same story. So you've got to be aware of twists and surprises. So always building things in. To, that uh, I knew I was going to set up and pay off. In a weird way, at the same time, there's also a lot of um, set up and pay off you don't need to do. Because there are a number of cases, for example, where uh, when you're writing a script, where if you're aware that you're going to need to use a gun, say, in Act 3, not to go fully Chekhov's gun on it, you will need to set that up, up in Act 1, that this person has a gun. But if you're doing a reverse chronology, you don't have to worry about that because you can have somebody pull out a gun in Act 3 and then for all of their rest appearances, you know they've got a gun. So, so you kind of have to don't have to do the setup to to do a payoff because you've had the payoff first in a weird way. It's, it, it was really strange. I'm not going to lie. It's very fun. There's a lot of running speeches about my plans and about everything that I've done. Now I've done everything in order. But I like it. I like the reasoning of Robin in particular as a character, who I feel like is still, despite you know being however many years old, is still really immature and like basing his entire ideology off like a warped distance from his relationship with the doctor like over time it's kind of come to like his perception of the doctor is almost just like supporting his ideologies it's not about what that person stood for it's about like a justification and like when you know he gets stranded or the doctor finally turns on him for good reason obviously i feel like there's a sense of misunderstanding because he's been this i guess paragon of like virtue in his head all these years like an ideal but twisted it's been good hi i'm michael wildman and i'm playing mr quinns at the start of the piece uh i play a character called lees as well and he's a an alien historian and um yeah he's, I, I just thought i mean those sort of things are nice because i get to well try and do my best uh, alec guinness impression 
and put on a different guise within my voice, which is great. It's great fun, and he's, he's you know he's a much more an eccentric character as well, which I thought was was a take I put on it, and quite excited to have the idea that he doesn't have that many visitors, but um, he could probably talk your head off for for <laughs> for millennia. So yeah, I, I actually I actually enjoyed playing that character, who's completely opposite, obviously, to Quinn. You know, Quinn's is you know he's a mercenary. He's you know, he has one one goal, one plan. Yeah, so it's nice to play different characters within one piece. Well, luckily we've done it in chronological order, which is, uh, you know, obviously much more helpful for us in terms of playing out the story and um, especially for Quinn's, you know, establishing, you know, him and getting a little bit of backstory between him and, you know, what he says about his brother and and uh, the legacy that he's trying to uh, live, you know, in name of his brother and stuff like that. And it's all part of the plan, really, to get to to the final outcome, you know, leading everything into one place and essentially leading everything to the end game, which is, you know, to get rid of all by, you know, any means necessary, as he says, in one of the last, uh, his final scenes. I am very hot in this cupboard under the stairs. But, you know, I, I think there's obviously... Like a post-lockdown, oh, this is, it's an easier way to do it in some respects, but I think there's something about going to the the studio and even not even necessarily in the booths, but just outside and like having the day there. Maybe it's like a better frame of mind to perform those things, and like interacting with the other actors more that you're in the scene with. It, it does change everything because it's nice to be in the studio and, and see people, you know, physically, you know, some actors work quite physically as well, see how they move, see how they've... Uh, you know, I mean, I, I was pulling some incredible faces to, to, to do leads today. I mean, it, it, that could be quite scary, actually. But it just makes it, it interesting to see how people work physically as well, um, because you do sometimes to incorporate or get to a voice, uh, you have to be quite physical with it as well. So I, I like to see that, that process in a studio if I can. So, yeah, I mean, it, it does feel slightly isolating, but um, I still feel like we're all, you know, working towards the same end game. And also we get more chance to, to discuss because, you know, in this situation, you are it is more of getting thrown into the lion's den. And, you know, you, you will just start and you sort of like, I don't know what voice is going to be coming at me. And obviously, you know, acting is reactionary. So it could change everything you've been practicing for the last week could change instantly because uh, a voice could tip you one way or the other. Sometimes you might get a little bit of a chance to actually speak to if you've got, you know, five or 10 pages with someone, it's nice in person because you can actually discuss a scene, whereas in this situation, obviously, you can't. You don't have the time to do that because it takes a lot of technical logistics to get through something like this uh, when everyone, you know, you've got people in the studio, you've got people at home, you've got people in cupboards, you've got people in dungeons, wherever, you know. So, yeah, it is It is different. There's, there's something deeply tragic about seeing the consequences before you see the choices that have led to those consequences and yet being aware that you're unable to stop them from happening. Um, it, it's it's very ominous, I think. So in terms of Andy's journey, <laughs> it's quite literally a journey. It has a very abrupt ending. The worst possible ending for any journey happens in this episode. And I knew it was going to be bad because lovely producer David, who sent me the script, says, don't worry. I thought, all right, okay, wow. Well, this is happening. So I did have a slight suspicion it was incoming, but I I always enjoy seeing Andy at the wheel of uh, some sort of space vehicle uh, heading towards an imminent disaster. So, yes, there is a bit of a cliffhanger there, certainly for you, the listeners, and certainly for fans of Andy, and also for fans of me, 
wanting to keep on working on Big Finish because I like paying my mortgage. So it's, you know, there's jeopardy on many levels here. Stranded is a really special piece of music, mainly because we are, I think, pushing Doctor Who into new and exciting areas and um, uh, and exploring a lot of tales that haven't otherwise been done. And it's, it's a very different vibe. That's the main thing I, I've has been most noticeable. It's, it's a series exploring the scale of what Doctor Who can be and what it can tell. I don't think there's any story in the first two sets that really quite comes over as a usual standard doc, Doctor Who story, and I think we're very keen to avoid doing pretty much anything like that. And also it gets to explore a, a sort of wide and diverse range of characters, and um, and, and this is the thing, I think it's felt uh, that, that a lot of people seem to have really adored it and, and, and fallen in love with it and connected with it in a really strong way. Thank you.